816 and K-Fire 550, 99.7, your free iHeart app. Really, it should be Guns in the 605 today. Hi, Mike. How's it going? I'm doing good. How about yourself? Good. No clay today, but uh, don't worry. Mike's a good guy, even if he is a <laughs> South Dakota guy. You do realize right, that North Dakota is... North Dakota is the top Dakota. You know that, right? I understand that. Yeah, because I, mean, I can. I have a map. I can see that. See every every map shows it. I'm just saying. <laughs> but uh, South Dakota Representative Dusty Johnson's re- reintroduced a couple of bills that make me think. Well, wait a minute. We have a Second Amendment, but all right. So what's going on? Well, he's got a couple of things passing, and and, uh, and of course he's also trying to uh, get them. Uh, uh, I guess you would say adjoining bills in the Senate as well. But uh, Dusty Johnson uh, bills allow tribal members, RVers, and active duty military families to exercise their Second Amendment right to obtain a firearm. Uh, it's a, a new thing, of course. Uh, you think about it, you've got a lot of people that travel on their RVs and whatnot and going uh, here and there. Uh, of course, they occasionally have P.O. boxes, and that always is a problem as well. Uh, the Tribal Firearms Access uh, protects tribal sovereignty and lists tribal governments as eligible entities to issue identification documents for the purpose of transferring a firearm. Um, the Second Amendment is only as effective as it is obtainable for all citizens to purchase firearms, says Johnson, and his bill would ensure more law-abiding individuals uh, can practice the Second Amendment rights. And like we said, I believe... Uh, uh, governor, or excuse me, uh, former governor, uh, Senator Rounds is trying to put an appendix uh, uh, thing in the Senate on that as well. I, I guess I just, there's there's that part of me that goes, we have to have legislation to protect our rights. And Yeah, that, but, is, you that know. is the thing. It? It, and one of the things on this, which it doesn't address it on the RVs, is I've talked with Clay many times, even back when he was the NRA rep, uh, about uh, South Dakota's uh, law on motorcycles, because you're technically not allowed to have uh, a registered firearm when you're on a motorcycle in the saddlebags or anything else. Uh, That's something they slipped by years ago, and uh, I've been uh, very vocal on uh, getting rid of of that, as a matter of fact, because, you know, it's just... It's it's one of those things where it's, where does your rights end? Is it because you're on a motorcycle, or you know, or, or just motorcycles are scary in general? What well, the heck was the thought process there? I mean, I guess if you want to say, okay, you can't have one in your in your hand as you're riding because your hand should be on the you know handlebars or whatever. But it, it's completely about the uh, the Sturgis rally. Uh, it basically uh, goes against the entire state because the Sturgis rally is something that they want to uh, clamp down on more. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's where it all comes from. Okay, but if you're in Watertown, for example, you're not really well, for, anywhere near for Sturgis, example, so. <laughs> well, we pay taxes on the highways through here, except for areas like uh, where, where we can uh, have 80-mile-an-hour speed limits, but then when you get into, I believe, Pendleton County, it all gets down to 65. You know, they're... Uh, they're still uh, benefiting from the tax dollars for the 80, 80 mile an hour thing. So it's, it's, uh, it's one of those uh, shows that uh, just you know goes to show you that it's not a well thought out thing, and it's it's more of a well, like this law would uh, clear up some things at least. But you know that's that's the bad side about trying to protect your rights for the Second Amendment is that you constantly have to clear up something that is very simple. You have the right as a law abiding citizen to. Uh, 
to uh, purchase and uh, purchase and carry a gun. And that's why I'll never become a politician because they don't like it, you know people like me to look at them and go, "You are crazy for whatever thoughts they're having." Well, they, yeah, they tend, we've had a few of those good politicians out there, but they yeah. they get beat down pretty hard. They get beat down pretty hard, and it's uh, it's it's hard to to go against the system uh, that constantly wants to um, well, placate to the, the lesser uh, lesser evils, I guess. You know how oil and water don't get along, right? So crazy bubbles to the top versus non-crazy, which inevitably apparently sinks to the bottom. So yeah, I'm not... well, that's the, well. Remember, everything at the top is in North Dakota. <laughs> hey, 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 hey! Only geographically. <laughs> Jeez, Mike Guns of the Seven Hundred One Clay out today. Uh, John's John's Hopkins says. More gun control is needed to prevent a second civil war. Oh, good well, grief. It's a great one that was written by three uh, very left-leaning uh, lawyers. Uh, four, as a matter of fact, uh, Johns Hopkins, of course, which uh, just renamed one of their buildings uh, to Bloomberg uh, Treatment Center because uh, Michael Bloomberg gave him $100 uh, million to do so. Uh, yeah, you know, when... You look at who's writing your check, of course, you're going to write to whatever they say. And that's what it's coming down to. The Center for uh, Violent Solutions, which is part of Johns Hopkins' uh, Michael Bloomberg School of Public Health, uh, conflates private gun ownership with armed insurrection. And in order to stop an armed insurrection in the country, we all should be uh, without guns. That's what they break down to uh, do. So uh, think about that for one second. I mean, that goes against the tenet of the second amendment and you know uh, uh free and uh, you know to carry a um a, a weapon of course uh, to protect uh, your uh, your country uh, we're looking at uh, both the uh, uh what do we should say um, foreign and domestic you know you've got to look at what you're you're doing but you know we're, we're talking about a gun is an inanimate object not a disease an alignment or, or an ailment or a disorder, but that's the way this uh, Johns Hopkins uh, new publication is treating it. So when you take a medical institution and you turn it into a mouthpiece for uh, Bloomberg uh, School of Public Health, uh, turn it into uh, this, you know, it just goes to show you that, you know, you're weaponizing the different uh, uh, veins of um, well, discourse in the, in the country. Somehow I've always thought of taking the guns away as kind of a genie back into the bottle, cat back into the bag or whatever the heck. Uh, it, it's not going to work because there's always going to be somebody with a gun. So you might as well, well just we, leave them all out there, but that's just me. Well, that's like having gun-free zones, you know. You and, and what? Where do the biggest uh, incidents happen? But in gun-free zones because no one is there to protect anyone. Uh, of course, uh, from the, the maniac that does come in with a gun. So, I mean, it, it, it obviously doesn't work in, in certain areas like Ohio that, uh, pass laws, uh, for like, uh, South Dakota and, uh, I believe North Dakota, uh, where you can, uh, have open carry. Um, uh, the, we've seen statistics, major statistics where gun crime has gone down. And Ohio, and I, I, you know, I spent a lot of time there in my youth and I gotta tell you, it was a pretty bad, bad state but you know what they've seen their their numbers go consistently down uh, over the last six years since uh since switching over to an open carry state 
Christmas time, 96, actually mid-December, I guess, 96 is when I had the gun in my face, Eastland Mall in Columbus, which I guess Eastland Mall's a thing of the past now, like like so many malls. But uh, maybe the answer is offer each person who comes in the store a gun so they, they can defend themselves, and then nobody with a gun is going to come in and try to rob the place because they're going to realize, well, wait a minute, they're giving guns to everybody in this store. I might get shot. Well, you know, you see, when you go into a, a store, um, uh, you know, uh, an implement store or anywhere else around, the, you know, our states, and you see somebody with a gun on their hip, you know that they are simply protecting their, their selves and, you know, probably the people around them. They're not there uh, posing and, and acting all uh, crazy. No, they're just people doing their everyday things and they're exercising their rights. And, you know, they don't stand out other than the fact that they're open carrying. And, you know, that says a lot to people who think they're just going to run in and, uh, and cause crime and uh, do these things that we constantly see uh, being portrayed on the news as, as absolutely rampant, whereas they do not show that when people have guns and able to protect themselves, uh, the, the criminals tend to uh, be on the wrong end of the barrel, as it seems. Right. And they, they just don't seem to get the point that if you've got somebody that has access to a gun and is trained, then if somebody does come in and start shooting multiple people, we can cut down on the number of people if somebody can attack the guy, right? That's right. Or a woman. I guess it could be a woman, but it tends to somehow be a guy. Yeah. You know, yep. women get madder than guys, but guys somehow get more violent about it. I don't know. <laughs> I think it's about equal if we all think about it. So, I mean, yeah, I, I totally believe that we, we can, uh, you know, the open carry thing is probably one of the biggest solutions we have across the country. Looking for an open carry across the country is uh, one of our main goals. Yeah, just to get rid of guns is just. It's unreasonable for that to ever happen. Well, they want to talk about what might cause uh, an insurrection in this country, and uh, I think taking away uh, our gun rights would be one of the major things that you would see both on the left and right of people being completely uh, against once uh, once they try to do it. Imagine on knocking doors in the Dakotas or Montana trying to take away guns. Hey, I need your guns. Um, I, I wouldn't want that job. Nobody home. <laughs> Somebody just might get mad and, you know, fire one off. So let's hope that does not happen. Well, let's hope we never get to that point in the first place. Mike, uh, solo for Clay on guns and the 701 more coming up here on K-Fire E27. Coming up on the Friday edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. Days from the New Hampshire primary, the latest number... 842 and K-Fire 550, 99.7, your free iHeart app. Dakota Talk after 9, Clay and Buck after 11, and Freedom Friday in the K-Fire Cafe, Daryl East, Cody Shu, Dr. Steve Nagel, D.C., and more after 3 o'clock. Mike is here, a South Dakota guy, so it's sort of guns in the 605 and 701 today. That's right. That's right. We kind of think alike, on, both states think alike on uh, most gun issues anyway, don't you think? I've been planning on buying at least one acre from Clay one day just so I can say that I have something in, in the 701. So there you go. <laughs> it's your little slice of heaven.
That's right. Put one goat on it, and there you go. I'm a rancher. (laughs) (laughs) Senate committee passes a bill that says HOAs cannot ban firearms. Oh, those pesky HOAs think they own the darn world, don't they? Well, I got to tell you, um, HOAs, when you, if you don't look at the fine print of things, and that comes up in a couple stories, yeah, you're looking at uh, having your rights infringed upon. Of course, uh, the Senate committee passed a bill on Tuesday that prohibits, pro, uh, prohibits uh, homeowners associations from banning firearms and ammo. So not just firearms. Uh, the Senate Commerce and Energy uh, passed uh, the, the bill, of course, uh, eight to one. The bill is uh, amended to include parts uh, or plants of the banning of firearms. According to uh, that, of course, uh, Republican Senate Majority Leader Lee Schoenbeck of uh, South Dakota from Watertown uh, told the committee that he would offer the amendment to the Senate floor. Now, the bill, of course, uh, says that uh, just because you're part of an HOA uh, doesn't mean they have the right to disarm you. And uh, as a matter of fact, uh, according to some of the rules of the HOAs, that, that not only could they uh, fine you, but they could also uh, put a lien on your house or and foreclose on you. So uh, that, uh, that's one of those things where if you don't read the writings that uh, you're signing, uh, you're, you're definitely signing away some of your, of your, uh, your major uh, rights in this country. My folks used to uh, live in, a, uh, in an HOA Thing where you owned your place, but you know you still had a an organization that kind of ruled you know what you can do outside and stuff. At one point, they came and took brick off the front of their home and put just regular siding on in its place. And it turned out it was the president of the association needed some brick to fix part of her place, so they just. Literally went to the, the the oldest couple that was you know maybe least likely to fight. They fought and won, but ugh, HOAs can be kind of evil depending on where you are. I mean, I'm... well, it, it, it pretty much is a slice of life of our political system too. Is is that you know when you give people power and then you start seeing how they use that power and then and then they abuse it. Exactly. And like I said, it's it's. It's one of those things where it's like, you know, what happens inside my house? Uh, since when does that become uh, someone else's problem? It's like, you know, I'm, I'm doing everything legal inside my home. What's the problem with you? So, you know, apparently you need to know what's going on in my house. And that seems to be the big problem. It's like, you know, you've got the big brother thing trying to get inside other people's lives and telling them what to do. If it's legal outside the HOA, it should be legal inside the HOA. That's right. And, that, and, and I understand the, the whole concept of the HOA. I sure. mean, basically, you're, you're getting things taken care of that normally you don't, you, you, you don't have someone, um, you know, uh, basically parking cars in, in the, uh, in their lot, of course, uh, you know, and, you know, right in the front, uh, on the grass. Grass, yeah. yeah. I, I, I understand that. Sure, I agree. You, I agree. You, you worked your whole life. You want to. You want to live in a neighborhood that that is uh, is clean and that is organized. But where does that stop? Uh, and he says, you know, you, just to have a few amenities in life, do you want to give up the rights that you've been working for your whole life? Now that doesn't seem like a fair trade. The toilet paper roll will be over and not under. Or Wait a minute, over. That's that's party in the front. So yeah. under is party in the back. So that's that's not right. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's when you know your HOA has overstepped its bounds. Overstepped. Overstepped. Mike from Guns of the 701 here, 846 and K-Fire. So you're going to have to explain this one to me. The uh, headline, Georgia Credit Union bars customers from purchasing guns with their own money. Help me out here. Well, here's one of the main things on that is, is that the user agreement, once again, reading what you're signing the user agreement in the uh, in the for the uh, for the credit union uh, basically uh, is a person to person service, uh, and it says that uh, it, you cannot uh, purchase uh, firearms, ammunition, firearm parts, or accessories, along with a host of other items. Uh, and uh, there are a whole host of other items: ammunition, firearms, and more. And uh, basically. The uh, credit company itself has come out and says, well, we have reevaluated now that they've been caught doing it. We have reevaluated this and said you can opt out of this. So they're still leaving it in, uh, but uh, you have the option to opt out of it when you sign. And it's it's still a ridiculous thing. It's like you're signing away the rights that you were born with in this country. And and that makes no sense to me. It's like, you know, I know that when we get uh, things online and apps and whatnot, we tend to skip over a lot of the the, the three pages of things to read uh, uh, to agree. Uh, but this is not one of those things that you need to skip, especially when you're talking about banking with your own money. Uh, and then that they, they want to stop you from uh, being able to purchase anything. And uh, yeah, there's a whole list of other things that they're disallowing as well. And, and once again, it goes right into the what you're doing in your own home, what you're doing with, with the legal rights in your own country, uh, and they want to infringe upon that. So they could stop uh, payments. Uh, they could uh, uh, cancel your account. Uh, they could do all kinds of things uh, if you don't pay attention to what you're signing. Somewhere along the line, I'm not going to... I'm just, I'm just, I feel like I'm never going to understand this world now. And you bring up a good point about reading the fine print. How many times have you like installed a software update in your phone or something or an app or whatever? Do you agree to the terms and do you ever read that crap? (laughs) No, but, and that's the thing is we've, we've gotten to that point in society where we do skip through that nonstop. We just click yes agree and you know, what could go wrong is basically the the mind frame that we have what could go wrong well this is an example of what could go wrong you could lose your rights well and for gosh sakes double check that print because you never know somebody could be reckless and say okay uh i agree to saw my left leg off with a handsaw or you know something ridiculous okay i'm being facetious there but they could put some weird kind of demand in in the fine print and then next thing you know your back's against the wall well i mean they've had uh computer programs that have come down to say that if uh you do not follow their guidelines uh, they own uh everything so if you're a writer or or uh, produce something online some online content or something like that uh they're saying because you use their program uh if you don't follow their rules you know they they own what you what you have uh, produced so far. So it's yeah. like holding what it's like holding whatever you've created ransom. Yeah, uh, YouTube used to be a little bit like that. They tried some of that on YouTube as well, 
and uh, holding you for ransom because they had all your content. It's like we the old joke on Facebook. It's like, you know what, you want to get rid of Facebook, but then they own all your pictures. Uh, so, you know, you've, you've gone from having a picture album in your, uh, in your family house to uh, everything on your phone and online, and now nothing's paper anymore. So if you do away, it's like, it's like having a bad breakup. You know, it's... <laughs> I, I, I heard this, uh, some comedian doing this, I heard uh, on the way in this morning, talking about how, you know how, you know, in this day and age, you look at a family photo album from 50 years ago, and all these incredible pictures of people doing incredible things, and 50 years from now, we look back at pictures that were posted on Facebook, and here's what I had for breakfast. Yeah, ooh. You know, we're gonna have yeah. some really exciting pictures there. Yeah. Or here. Or, you know, the picture of, of grandma back in nineteen twenty and then grandma in twenty twenty, you know, sixty, seventy years later. The <laughs> the bar yeah. has changed as far as what's been socially acceptable in society, I'll put it that way. How's that for soft sound? Yeah, it has. Yeah. No hey, doubt. we got we got great we got great news with uh, Seven One Nation. Uh, of course, our uh, Jamie's got a new uh, show on our group. Is uh, Scott Buckmeyer is going to be joining next week? I do believe so. That's going to be a good one. Fantastic new YouTube every Wednesday night at seven Central. Uh, that's going to be, of course, the uh, Guns in the Seven Hundred One and uh, yep. Scott and uh, and uh, Jamie's going to be doing uh, uh, Seven One Nation on Thursdays. I do believe, and it'll be around the same time. Pretty soon it's going to be a whole TV network. Every night at 7, yes. you'll be turning we'll be, on. We'll be big time. <laughs> there you go. Mike, you have cool. a great weekend. Thanks for being on. You too. Thanks a lot, Mitchell. All right. Take care. It's 8.15.